What is going on, everybody? You are back on another edition of Balling Over Beers. I'm Justin Dupegeiser, and this is the PGA Bets Show. As you can tell, I am flying solo tonight. I got uh, my guys, James and AK. They are off doing their thing. Gave them a night off. Told them I would uh, take this one on alone. Talk a little bit about the... uh, the upcoming tourney here for the PGA and give a little recap of kind of the stuff that went on for the PGA championship. But before we get into all that, make sure that however you're watching this, whether it be the podcast, you like and subscribe, leave a review. If you're watching it on YouTube, smash that like button and give us uh, who you think is going to be the winner of the Charles Schwab challenge down in the comments. So, PGA Championship last week, Phil Mickelson. What what a performance, right? You know, unfortunately, I had uh, some responsibility, so I watched a lot of the final round on my phone when I was out doing things. But I what what a what a performance! What can you say? You know, all all day Saturday you kind of thought somebody might overtake him. All day Sunday you kind of thought somebody might overtake him, and he had the chip in there out of the sand, and. I think that was kind of where it's like, okay, somebody's going to have to come chase him down because he is, he's going to do his thing. He's not going to just give it up. You know, he's not going to make that huge mistake. And he didn't, you know, kind of everybody, um, what a challenge QI was. I thought the course played awesome. You know, it was hard. I know a lot of the guys said it was, it was tough, um, but fair. So that's good. It, It really reminded me of, you know, an open, you know, British Open, not not a PGA Championship, but I think the PGA Championship is kind of going more that direction. But great, great entertainment, you know, all week. And, you know, I thought that of, you know, we've had a couple duds, kind of even Hideki kind of ran away with it. Really, really the Masters wasn't a – and really question, you know, we had like maybe 10 minutes where we thought, okay, maybe a little bit, and then it was the inner point right in the water, so it didn't even matter. But this one, this one had kind of drama from start to finish. It was close. There was people right there. You know, you had Louis doing his thing, um, but just nobody could chase him down. And, you know, you, you think I was with Brooks. Obviously, Brooks is the guy that his stat there were compared to everybody else in, in the majors, what he's done, where he's like 81 under par and the next closest would speed that like 29 under or something like that. He thought maybe Brooks would be the guy to chase him down, but just didn't happen. Um, you know, I thought it was a great performance by Brooks. And, and it's funny, you, you look at Brooks, <laughs> I think everybody was doing this, was kicking themselves, knowing that the books hung a, hung a 50, 50 or more, some 54 I saw out there, 55, a 50 burger out there. And, <laughs> and I didn't bet it. I was like, oh my God, what, what a dumb move. I actually, I hit him at the Phoenix Open earlier in the year at 55. So it's like, why would you just not bet him again? Obviously it didn't matter, but even though it didn't hit, that was next time that happens. Any of those guys up top, the DJs, the Rory's, the Brooks, the, no, I don't think like DJ, Rory, Rom, any of those guys are Bryson or going to ever get to 50, but if they're up there in the twenties, past 20, it's almost gotta be an auto bet because those guys can just win at any point. And then if you don't bet it, you look like a real, real jack wagon. Um, that's for sure. But the other, the other funny thing with Brooks that obviously everybody's kind of uh, everybody's kind of seen now is the Brooks and Bryson clip. So he was giving getting interviewed or whatever, and and 
<laughs> Bryson ends up um, walking by and he just gives the hardest eye roll basically ever and just says he's distracted and he can't talk with that that shit going on and he's just just totally just hates Bryson it's hilarious I think it's great I love the fact that they're doing that I think it's good entertainment um, I think it gets a lot of eyeballs on golf which is always a good thing and you know stuff like that has to happen because <laughs> The PGA Championship, for as good as, as the tournament was, they just did another terrible job with the broadcast. You had Phil in contention, which is obviously, other than Tiger, he's probably the guy that's going to get the most eyeballs, maybe Speed or Bryson at this point. And they just didn't show other players, or it was so delayed. The app was atrocious. You couldn't even do anything on the app. It wasn't even worth looking at. It was so bad. And I just don't understand how these these tournaments so you can see like what the master goals out there with and think you know what i this is the app we're going to go with this, this is going to be great and you know shots aren't aren't correct for 20 minutes and i don't know it's just crazy to me they, they got to figure something out and figure out a way to grow the game but the brooks bryson saga is is real and it's great and maybe that uh mike davis will give us give us a brooks bryson pairing here for the U.S. Open, which would be just, just must-see TV. I would just absolutely love it. But let's move on, move on to the Charles Schwab, because, you know, as good as the tournament was, my bets and my DraftKings were not. Um, I was not on Dicks. I was not on Phil. I was not on Cantley. I was not, I did have some Louis. I did have a little bit of Louis who was up there, but um, other than that, it's not a great tournament overall. DraftKings are abundant wise. But luckily enough for us, there's another week, and uh, we're going to try to try to get her figured out. So it's the Charles Schwab Challenge. Um, I like this tournament. I think it's a pretty good tournament. I think it's a pretty fun, fun tournament, fun course. Um, you've had some really, really interesting winners, I guess you could say here. Um, it's at Colonial Country Club. Usually pretty difficult, you know, shorter course, bent grass greens. Um, you know, you've had everywhere from Jordan Spieth, Justin Rose, Kevin Na, those type of players, which, you know, a lot of seems like they have some similar skill sets. You know, Rosie is probably the worst of those putters, but they all putt pretty well. And when you win the, uh, you got to have your approach game pretty much on point. The small greens, you got to be able to hit the greens and make some putts and that's you know approach and putt is going to be huge this week and that's kind of where i'm going to lean on a lot of a lot of my modeling um as far as that's concerned you know i've got a couple guys that, that played here last year you know at the top of the pricing for DraftKings and at the top of the the um, betting board and that's jordan speed justin thomas both came t10 last year Cal morikawa finished second um last year then you got Patrick Reed, who had a seventh and a 15th back in 2016. Daniel Berger won here last year. Um, those are the guys all 10,000 and above. So as far as the betting goes, Berger and up is 20, uh, 20, 20 to 1. Um, and up, you know, Speed is at the top 10, JT 12, Morkow 14. Then you got Answer and Berger at 20. Reed is 22, Connors 22, Finau 22. Um, at the top of the board, I'm not 
going to be betting anybody. I looked really hard at Colin Moore Powell. I really like him this week on DraftKings as well. He's 14. Um, I, I wanted to pull the trigger. You know, last week I actually put a pretty good bet on Spieth. Uh, you know, at that same ended up being, I think, 14 or 16. I can't remember now. But, and I didn't mind it. This week I, I just, I can't pull the trigger on it. Um, I'm looking at a couple of players that are not too much further down the board, but there is some a little bit further down the board that I like. But DraftKings-wise, I like Mauro Powell as well. I do like Spieth and Justin Thomas some. A lot of that's going to come down if I play them. It's going to be ownership. Spieth coming in at 17% right now on Tuesday night. Justin Thomas at 11. Mauro Powell is going to be the highest own. He's over 20. So if I go Mauro Powell, I'm going to have to look to differentiate somewhere, whether that's Justin Thomas, who looks like he's the lower of the own guys up top above 10K. So... I'll probably have to go there if I want to get to try to get another guy above 10K in the lineups. But I do like a couple of the 9K players. Um, so I could always, you know, shift down to that range if I wanted as well. Um, and in that range, you know, this is where the board starts at 25. So you got Neiman at 25, Scheffler and Zalatoris also at 25, Justin Rose at 28, M at 30, Brian Harmon at 33, Hoffman and Gary Woodland, and Jason Kokrak at 40 right now. So my first bet of the tournament is going to be Mr. Joaquin Neiman at 25 to 1. I really like Neiman this week. He he's not a very good around the green player, but with his irons, if his irons get going, he is somebody that can beat up quickly. Again, not a great putter, but again, it just takes him, you know, one of those weeks where if he gets hot with a putter. He should be fine. And actually, with him, it's funny. You, you know, you think of him as not a great putter. He's actually been putting quite well, where he's gained in um, five of his last measurable tournaments. So, and, uh, you know, bent grass being his preferred surface. And he's also gained on approach in a ton. Um, I, I just, I think this is a, a good setup for him, right? He's going to hit a lot of fairways. And then he's going to, you know, hopefully get those approach game, get that approach game hot, and we go from there. So I'm going to be playing uh, quite a bit of him on DraftKings as well. I like starting, you know, with Morikawa at 10-5 and then dropping down Neiman at 9-3. Um, I, don't, I don't mind that one bet. The other guy that I like in that range that I'm, I don't think I'm going to bet him, but I think I'm going to play him on DraftKings is Tony Fino. So Fino is 22-1 on the, on the betting board, which I'm not going to bet him, but I, I like him. Um, he's $9,300, or excuse me, $9,600 on DraftKings. Um, just another guy plays plays these tougher courses pretty well, it seems. And with his length, he's going to, you know, he'll be able to dial it back a little bit. He can, you know, hit a lot of fairways, use some, you know, three woods, driving iron, stuff like that. He's fifth in the field in the last 24 rounds at the pro of the approximately of 125 to 150 yards, which I feel a lot of the shots will be coming from. So I like that about him. You know, he, again, came in eighth at PGA, has a second at Genesis, second at Farmers this year. So a little stretch of missed cuts there with Valero and the players and Wells Fargo, but still overall playing pretty good. And he's always a guy that if he scores, he, he can outpay his pricing with the way he can uh, get hot with the putter and, and make some birdie putts. Um, the other people in that range, so I listed Jason Kokrak. Kokrak, I got, he's been dropping like crazy. I think he started the week at 66. He's already down to 40. I think I got him at 50. 
I like Cole Crack a lot. I've been actually quite on him quite quite a bit as of, of recent for DraftKings as well. Um, this week at DraftKings, pricing is at nine thousand, so I'll probably be playing a little bit of him as well. You know, just great on the approach games, gain an approach in the last four. He's actually gained on, on putting in the last three. Um, had a little stretch there from from WGC Mexico to the players where he had three straight top tens. Um, Decent showing in the PGA Championship, 49th, you know, was hit his approach and butted well, struggled to be off the tee and around the green. So keep the irons hot, keep the keep the putter hot, take those right to the Charles Schwab channel with you, and, and he should be good to go there. Um, if we keep going down the board and we look at 50 and below, you got Grillo, Horschel, Tringale, Chris Kirk, Brent Stenneker, Kevin Na. Streelman, Matt Jones, Billy Mickelson, which I don't understand why he's playing. He just won a major at age 51. Just doesn't seem like any reason to be there, but maybe a sponsor or something like that. And you got Ryan Palmer um, and Ryan Siwoo. So those are the guys from 50 to 70, basically. So Brillo is somebody really interesting right at the top there. I took a really hard look at him for betting. Um, I did not end up pulling the trigger. He is first in my model over the last 24 rounds. He always worries you with the putting, right? He's, he, he's, but his iron game is really good. He's going to hit every single fairway. This seems just like a good fit for him. Like his irons have been on fire. He, the last three or four rounds, he went 7.1, minus 0.6, then 7.1, and then the last round at the PGA uh, Championship, he actually gained 7.5 and 1.3 with the putter. So he lost around the green and off the tee. So, you know, the, uh, around the green is going to be tough because these greens are small. He's going to have to rely on that. You just never know. But, man, the approach game has been just fire like it usually is. So I do like him for DraftKings. I, I don't think I'm going to pull the trigger as far as, as betting is concerned. Um, but Man, it is enticing. It is enticing, that is for sure. His, his irons are just so good. Um, other guys in that range that I like, I think Charlie Hoffman is going to be pretty chalky. He, he is playing well. Let's see where this ownership is at. Yeah, he's coming in at over 18% right now. So it's Corey Connors at 18.9. Even answer at 19. So those are some of your most popular plays along with Morikawa. You know, it's obviously Tuesday night, so things are going to change, but um Hoffman's good play right so he might be somebody where I do have a head-to-head matchup I have to I got him head-to-head against Brian Harmon um I like that bet I think Harmon's a fine play I just like Hoffman a little bit better this week um and I got plus money on it so I'm going to take the plus money and that head-to-head and, and just roll with that just just bait him just because Again, I like some of these players at the top that are pretty popular so I'm going to have to differentiate somewhere in, in draft games um, Kevin Na is down here, right? He's 8,400. Uh, he, he's won this tournament. He's a guy that it doesn't really matter. It seems like what his form is coming in. He'll just eventually pop and, and get the win, right? So he went from losing, he played the tournament champions, lost four and a half off the tee, lost 2.9 putting, and then the next week won the Sony and gained 5.7 on approach and gained 3.3 putting. When he won the Charles Schwab in 2019, he was coming off a missed cut from the PGA. 
next we got out at the Charles Schwab, gained 8.3 on approach and gained seven on putting. I, you just never know with him, right? If he comes out and it's he's on, he, he's going to pay off because he's just, he's that kind of player. He can get hot. He can make a lot of putts. And then when his irons get going, he hits them with the best of them. So he's somebody I'm definitely going to be look, looking to um, in that sense. You know, Grill, we talked about, he's only 7,900. I do like him. Um, when you keep going down the board, you know, you're looking at 70, plus 7,500 or more. It starts with Brennan Grace, Kucher, Ortiz, Harold Vernon third. Joel, Don, Joel Diamond, Keith Mitchell, Lee Westwood, Sergio, Brennan Todd, Kisner, Cam Davis starts your 100. So I'd like HV3 in this range. I'm not going to bet him. He's 7,400 on DraftKings. I think he's an interesting play. I think he's another guy. He tends to play these tougher courses pretty decently, it seems. He can get hot with the irons. Um, you know, he's been putting okay. PGA Championship, he did not. But before that, he was gaining on a lot of, of, of his uh, putting on the other tournaments. So he's somebody I, I potentially could have some interest in. Um, that, that range right there by him, the Joel Dommins, the Russell Knox, the Taylor Gooch, 7,400, 73, 73, are super interesting. I'm taking a hard look at those guys. Sergio Garcia literally just killed my lineups the, this last week at the PGA Championship. He just... He played terrible. I mean, he was good off the team approach, like you think, but his round the green was awful, and he didn't putt very well. And he hasn't putt well in a long time, so I shouldn't be surprised there. But he's just somebody I just I can't I can't quit for some reason. I just always play him. I just shouldn't. It's just dumb because he just loses me money. Um, keep going down the board. You know, pricing and DraftKings wise, Doc Redman is somebody who, excuse me, has kind of falling off. Um, everybody's radar, it seems, but he is 125 to one this week, and he is okay in some of my modeling um, on Fantasy National. He, last time he was out with Byron Nelson, he actually gained a two on approach and 2.9 putting, so that's the first time he'd gained in over three tournaments. Makes it kind of an interesting, interesting play there where he might be somebody that is going to kind of fly under the radar um, in that range. Right now, he's coming in less than 6%. So, you know, a guy like Harry Higgs down there as well at 7,200. He is just got his master's exemption with his finish at the PGA Championship. So, obviously, everybody wants to see that. Harry's, Harry's a stud. Love him. Um, but he's another one at 7,200 I, I, I kind of like. He tends, again, he tends to play these diff more difficult courses pretty well, which is interesting because he, he is kind of a farther hitter, I believe. So, you know, but PGA Championship, one on approach, 2.6 putting, gained five and a half around the green. You know, he gained across the board. He was all green. He ten, gained 10 strokes, um, totaled 7.4 tee to green. So pretty uh, – Pretty, pretty nice out in there for, for Mr. Higgs. Um, should be interesting to see what he does here, you know. I think some of the shorter courses, Heritage, 59, Tonda, 19. Um, so we'll see. He, he's somebody I, I don't mind kind of taking a look at. I do like some of the people below 7,000 uh, on DraftKings and a couple bombs I do have. So the first one is Tom Hoagie. 
So Tom Hoey is actually 29th or 28th overall in my in my model. He is he's an interesting guy. He is somebody that he finished 64th with BGA, so made the top. Um, he had gained on approach on basically, you know, 15 tournaments. I don't even, I can't even tell. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. So 12 tournaments up to this one. And then he lost a one and a half in approach. He lost putting. But I feel like with his irons, he is somebody that if he gets hot with the irons, if he just hits his approach well, he can hang around, you know, for his price. I don't mind it. I got him at 200 to one. I actually did put a bet in on him. Uh, you know, just a small sprinkle, whatever, at 200 to one. He's played this tournament a few times. Um, last in 2020, he did miss the cup, but before that, 40th, 42nd, and 17th. So kind of middle league finishes, but not bad for someone down at 6,800. And then the other two, well, there are the three. So I actually have three guys below 7,000. Um, the other one is another guy I just can't quit for some reason, and that's Jason Duffner. I have played that guy in an embarrassing amount for somebody that just tends to miss the cut or just have shit finishes all the time. But he, he's gained on approach in his last three, right? He missed the he missed the cut at PGA, but he did gain an approach. Um, he lost a little bit in putting. You know, his putting is always going to be the issue. Uh, you know, usually his ball striking is okay, but with this being a shorter course, he should be able to gain a little bit. Um, you know, off the tee, you know, it's put it in the right spot. He plays harder courses pretty well. I, I'm going to go back to him on DraftKings for sure. I mean, probably the bet. I don't know. I shouldn't, but I'm going to. I like Duffner. I think that this is a decent play here. Again, just get the hot with the irons. Hopefully you can make enough pots to kind of hang around. Um, next guy is Henrik Stenson. Stenson is somebody I looked to earlier in the week. I started looking at stuff Sunday, Monday. And I started him because I remember just seeing him on the on the broadcast. Actually, he's one of the few people that they showed maybe Friday evening or Saturday morning. I can't remember when I was saw him, but I was like, "Huh, Stenson, that's funny. What he's what has he been doing? Because he's been playing terrible." So I took a look on Fantasy National when I opened up. To my surprise, gained on approach in the last three. Gained five point eight at the PGA Championship. Has made three cuts in a row. He is. I got him at 175 to one. Um, I had him starred on Fantasy National. I saw Jeff Ulrich and Pat Mayo both were on him. And I said, you know what? If they're on him, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it too. I had him starred already. I liked him. I was going to be a coward and not do it. But I said, you know what? Let's do it. Let's jump in with him. We're going Iceman here. Henrik Stenson, 6,700. Place a little bit on him at 175 to one. and. Uh, on her way. And then the last guy is Adam Shank. So Adam Shank is $6,500. Um, he is, last time we saw him was Byron Nelson, gained slightly on approach, gained quite a bit. Um, putting 5.6 at the Byron Nelson, missed the cut at Wells Fargo, but then, you know, made, made the cut at Valspar with 5.8 or 4 on the approach, made the cut at RBC Heritage where he finished, finished 25th, had 6.6 .6 on approach and 2.3 strokes gained putting. Had a 36 overall finish at the Honda. Um, again, irons, putting. I think this is a good fit. He's played the Charles Schwab before 2020. He finished 43rd. Um, so I, I, you know, he's seen the course. He knows how tough it is. I, I don't mind him at $6,500.
where you're going down that low. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. You know, other guys down here, Britton Hagee's popped up a little bit here and there. He's 20th in the last 24 rounds from that proximity from 125 to 150. Um, approach game on that hasn't been great. Ken McCarthy, you know, if you're looking for somebody who's a lead putter, he just, he, he busts the hell out of it. Um, you know, in the field, he's, he's the best putter on tour. He just makes everything. So if you think that he's going to have that much of an advantage, you can do that. And then Vincent Whaley, who's a guy at 6,200, who just seems to make every single putt for some reason or no reason at all. He has not missed a cut in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight events, which is just wild. <laughs> so, but I, he, he's somebody potentially, if I, you know, try to jam in Justin Thomas or um, somebody with Colin Morikawa from up top, can look to do that. But I think that I might just stay with Stenson and Duffner and Hoagie and Shane. That's enough of the guys below 7K because they're all probably missed the button in my lineups anyways, so it doesn't even matter. Let's recap. I just said a lot of words without saying pretty much anything, so let me just give you the meat and potatoes. That's I mean on for sure. Joaquin Neiman at 25 to 1. Okay, like Neiman, I actually have a future on him for the um, for the Open, the British Open, like that bat, especially after seeing him play in some of those tough conditions with PGA. I think that that got him at 71, so, you know, can't, can't argue with that. So 25 to 1 for Joaquin Neiman this week. I got Jason Kokrak at 50. The book I'm looking at, he's already down to 40. Like I said, I think he started the week at 66, so he's obviously gotten quite a bit of steam. Um, good iron player. Can he make enough putts, which he has been lately, so I like that. And then I took some bombs. Hendrick Stenson at 175, Tom Hoagie at 200. Um, I also took Stenson at the top 10 at 14 to 1. And then the two head-to-heads I have, I have Charlie Hoffman over Brian Harmon at plus money. And I have actually a Colin Morikawa over Justin Thomas at plus money. So like both of those, uh, like I said, I like Colin Morikawa quite a bit this week. Um, just irons. His irons are just so immaculate. He's the best iron player in the world. And if he makes some putts, he usually wins. So can't argue with a guy that just if he makes putts, he wins. Simple game plan. Anyways, that's it for me. This is Bowling Over Beers. This is the PGA Bets Show. I am Justin Dupengeiser. You can find me on Twitter at jdiz1617. You can find us at Bowling Over or over at Border Field Sports. Um, that's where all of our other content is. Check that out. Hit that smash the like button on the way out of here. We appreciate everybody being here. Talk to you next time.